Good morning, and thank you very much for listening to the Dave and Doreen Morning KLH. I'm Dave. Doreen is off. Marcus is here. And so is our Green and Gold Insider co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN Radio, Jason Wildey. Good morning. How you doing, Jason? I got to tell you, David, hmm? you are a good-looking older fella. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, you the pictures of my uh, with my grandkids? Yeah. Uh, you uh, look great. Like, what's your secret? I want to be like you when I grow up. No, I'll tell you what. This is the secret. The secret is those little ones keep you young. They really do. And they're just the best. There were uh, a couple days ago, what Jason's referring to is on Instagram. I put a picture up. It was my birthday two days ago. And five of my beautiful seven, all seven beautiful grandchildren, five of them were able to come over and celebrate the birthday with me. So that was really cool. And thank you for what you said. And since we're talking family, congrats again. Your daughter, Milwaukee Ballet. Nutcracker. The nut, how amazing is that? Uh, it, it is amazing, and thank you. We're uh, really excited for her. She's going to be a party kid this year, so we're, uh, oh, that's good. we're really, really excited. So thank you. All right, let's discuss Matt LaFleur. He seemed a little secretive about his, quote, plan, because he's gone a couple times to London, and he really feels like this is the key. Were you kind of surprised by his approach? Yeah, and now now he's gone. I called him 007 yesterday okay. or Monday, and now he now he's just grouchy about it. Like even Rogers kind of poked fun at him a little bit because right. he basically didn't want to come out and say that he hates the fact they're playing in London. Um, he's done it twice before. Rich Passaccia, my second favorite Italian guy that I communicate with regularly, <laughs> um, has been there five times. And but Lafleur is just—you could just tell—he hates it. It's throwing off all of their planning. But he just—he had such a negative Nelly attitude yesterday about it. It was—it was really no, noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a few different people say to me, I'm "Not sure if that's the greatest approach to take." And my favorite was when I asked them because you guys know, for most of my career I traveled, and I would take. Paula and the girls when I could and I I love road trips like even though you're only there for a little while like you know you go to San Francisco and you go down to Fisherman's Wharf and Pier 39 and see the sea lions and everything else and I asked Lafleur, you know well what do you tell the guys about sightseeing and everything else and his (laughs) response was hopefully they can go back in the off season (laughs) (laughs) At least, like, he's, at least he's honest. Geez. I mean, Aaron Rodgers he, even talked about wanting to just grab a pint somewhere, maybe grab mm-hmm. some fish and chips, even something short like yeah. that. Yeah, Lafleur said that the last two times they went to London, he, quote, never left his hotel room. Well, you know, when it comes to football coaches, though, there's football and then and then there's football, right? I mean, there's like nothing else. Uh, and, and his quarterback has proven – and gone out of his way to prove that he's much more than just football. So that would probably be the split between the coach and the quarterback there. And I don't think you're going to lose, you know, going back to your original point, Dave, I don't think you're going to lose the game um, necessarily because you kept all your guys in the team hotel or you let them go see Big Ben Parliament. Like, Mm. I I just, I, I know his concern is that the travel will cause you to not perform well. I totally get it. And, but my, my point was 
like last week the Vikings went to London. They had their director of performance have a sit down with all the reporters up there and explain all their thinking on why they flew when they did and what the flight, you know, they were going to require the guys to, they're going to have the lights off. You have to close your blinds. Uh, Melatonin was going to be available. I don't know if they had it in a cart as they went up and down the aisle or what, but like he went into all the details of their planning because this, this guy for the Vikings, Travis Williams, had been to London five times, and so he had all this experience with the Rams. And so uh, I just thought the fact that, that LaFleur chose to take this kind of clandestine, oh, if I tell you the, then the Giants might try to do it too, and then we'll lose our advantage. I, I have never seen anything quite like that before, and all coaches, like you said, are kind of paranoid. This was next level to me. Right. Well, Jason, I've been to London, and it is kind of a, a burn to try to get acclimated to the time change going there. But it's almost a little worse when you come back to home. So uh-huh. what game seems to be more like it could be a possible letdown against the Giants or against the Jets next week? Yeah, Marcus, with your experience, that's an outstanding question. And I'm not going to allow the fact that uh, I expected them – to take a bye after this game uh, so Paula and the girls and I could actually go to London and then spend a week there uh-huh. during the bye week. I have to come back and cover the team if I go to London, which is what the guys that are going will have to do. And I, I think this is a risky decision. Now we'll see, for example, the Vikings, how they play this week and how New Orleans plays this week. But, you know, LaFleur said that, they felt like it was too early in the season to take the bye, and so the Packers and the Giants turned it down too, so they're going to come back. Now, the Jets are not a very good team, so that certainly helps. You'll be at home, so that certainly helps. But I think I would be worried about that game for exactly what you said. And, and it's funny because they thought the bye was too early, so they said, no thanks, we'll take it later. And then they got it at the end. 14. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to get to Aaron Rodgers' comments about how long he'll play. And he um, he referred to the defensive guys being under contract. I think he said somebody's for four years, and then he talked about the offensive line. It sounded very encouraging. What was your take on that? Yeah, so that – I don't – I still have a little PTSD of listening to him on McAfee. I, I, I can't do it. After our four years, it's just such a different – Deal. So I do not listen, but uh, our Wilde and Tausch producer, Jesse, does a good job of having some clips. Uh, I heard Rogers say that Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson could be a couple of dudes, which is his way of saying they're good, they could be really good. And so I just asked them at his locker yesterday, um, based on what you said to McAfee, like, does that factor in at all in your decision-making process about playing beyond this season that, you know, you could reap what you have sown with these young receivers. You're living through the growing pains. You kind of want to be there for when they know what they're doing and how good they could be. And his answer, you know, you guys, I always tell you guys, it's not about the question. It's about the answer. And his answer was phenomenal. Like, he went through what you said about the defense and the offensive line and all this other stuff, and he said there's you know, how I'm feeling physically and mentally. But then he did say 
that those two and their development will factor into the decision. And I almost fell over at his locker. Like, he sounded to me like a guy that is not going to be quite ready to hang him up. Now, that doesn't mean that something won't happen to change his mind or send him leaning in another direction. But if you want Aaron Rodgers to keep being the quarterback, which I'm pretty sure everyone in the building feels, yep. uh, I thought his answer was encouraging. No guarantees, but definitely encouraging. You know, speaking of the wide receiver core, Randall Cobb has sure turned into Mr. Clutch for Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah, and, and on this I would actually disagree with Rodgers. Uh, one of the other things he's talked about this week is that Randall Cobb needs to play more. Um, I would say be careful about that. Because what Randall Cobb needs to do is be available for all 17 games. There you go. Yeah. And so if you play him 25 snaps or 30 snaps a game, he's more likely to be available for all those games than if you play 60 snaps with him and then he suffers an injury. So I, I agree. He's been fantastic on third down. If you throw him the ball, it is basically automatic. But I, I think you have to be a little judicious and how often you have them on the field. And uh, finally, are you going Packers this weekend? Yeah, I, I, I just I, I look at the Giants, and it sounds like Daniel Jones, despite his ankle injury, is going to be able to play. The Packers are definitely not very good at stopping the run, and this is the best rushing team in the league. Saquon Barkley's been obviously terrific. I'm not really sure. If you think the Packers are kind of a questionable 3-1 and one, let me introduce you to the New York Giants. <laughs> I can't believe her. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is – but to Marcus's point, I don't know how confidently I'll make that pick next week when they come back from London. Interesting. Jason Wildey, always thank you for the insight. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wildey is our Green and Gold Insider. He's co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN Radio, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year.